Cameron, what you drinking over there? Uh, just water. Just, just what? Just agua. Are you, are you sick? My body's a temple, and it ain't a temple to Dionysus. Oh, um, well, here's to you then. Oh, hear that jingle jangle. Is that bells in the air? Is that the tippy tap of foot of, of uh, reindeer feet on my roof? No, that oh. is my new uh, at-home drink I'm making. Oh, what's your at-home drink? Um, so I've been recently um, playing with mixing cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my wife really likes an Italian margarita that I've been making for her. Oh, my. Which, huh? I said, oh, my. Yeah, it's equal parts amaretto and tequila with um, about a tablespoon of lemon and lime. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really been enjoying it, but I have been, uh, really raving those last few days about this drink, which is a old fashioned made with peanut butter whiskey. I do love a nice screwball. It's a, it's a peanut butter old fashioned and it's my, it's my jam right now. Mm -hmm. Is that a screwball whiskey? It is. It's, it's a screwball peanut butter whiskey. The The, premium one, whatever that is. The first time when I got like really drunk, it was because I was drinking peanut butter whiskey. Hmm. This is just uh, that with some Angostura bitters in it uh, and some ice. It's really good. Well, I can't be left out then. My body is a temple to Dionysus. Let's be real. Let's be real. All right, right. Texas tea. Ooh, Ooh, it's it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Here we go. Mm. Um, Did you have have Angostura bitters in yours when you were drinking your screwball or were you just drinking screwball? It was just straight up. Okay, I the bitters really help balance it a lot. Mm-hmm. Makes it delicious. I'll make one for you next time I see you. Yeah, it's very, it's very powerful. It is. It's good. It's good stuff. And we also, I feel like we've talked about it on this show before, but my wife and brother-in-law went to the store, and so they were just goofing around, and they found these things called buzz balls. Oh yes, you have talked about this before. Uh-huh, but remind like us. Orange wine, mm-hmm. essentially like infused with some other alcohol or whatever this most disgusting thing ever and that's what i drank and I, it's like little and i drank it and i was like i do not feel good <laughs> this is not pleasant no I, i'd rather get my buzz on with something i enjoy yes so that's the rule here to our younger listeners don't drink crap yeah issue i've actually thought several times like when my five-year-old gets older I feel like experimenting with drinks at home like and good stuff is like one of the best deterrents for like going out and drinking swill mm-hmm. and making bad choices. Yeah. I want him to get to parties and be one of those people that's like, why would you drink piss water? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. What's wrong with you people? Uh, does anyone have um, some angels envy whiskey? I'll mix you up something drinkable. I don't know. We'll get this party really started. With tasting notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have a flight. <laughs> um, it's something my my wife and I have joked about a little bit. And maybe not always joking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> parenting. Yeah. But that's not something we've settled on because he's five. So <laughs> plenty of time.
Brought to you by Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Vegas. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. And I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Vegas, huh? Are very close to They are. It's a very similar sound. And in some languages, they're indistinguishable from each other. It's true. So I just did a normal thing. Yeah, like a like a Spanish speaker sort of thing. You may be wondering, are they going to go back and redo that take? No. Heck no. What we you don't do that today? here. I, I think we've had a few goof-em-ups on the brought to you buys in the history of our show. And I don't think we've ever taken in a second run at it. Or maybe no. we did, but I left the first run of it in. Yeah, because that's more fun. It's, it's, more it's flavor. You know, it's flavor. That's what it's all about. Uh, just like these wonderful little beverages. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was our first day back in school. With students, yeah. With students. And I got home. And now my son doesn't go with me to school because I'm at middle school. So I get home and he's already home and he's playing Roblox. Mm-hmm. And I sit down with him and just try to watch him for a little bit. And it is just incomprehensible to me what is happening in this game that he's playing. Um, it's called like work at a pizza shop. And you can do that. Like you work at a pizza shop and you can like make the pizzas or delivery drive or whatever. And you get paychecks. But then you can like buy a house. And he was just at this party house. Like all these flashing lights and all these different things that you can do. But it's just like he was just standing there with a sign because he wanted to. And it was so I'm just like, what is this? What did the sign say? Noobs. And then had a finger pointing because in Roblox, there's this character called a noob, which is like the base model character. You know, the yellow head, blue shirt, green pants. You might not know, but. Um, But there's just this spot where what they generate and you can just hit them and they fall down. They're on the second floor and they fall down to the first floor. Um, and he was just directing people where to go. Uh, and it was really something. Yeah. Ro- Robux is like, what if Minecraft had no direction? Mm-hmm. Um, which is already weird because you wouldn't think there's much direction in Minecraft. No, just- there, yeah. Because, but then he started playing this game called like Cookie Shop Tycoon or something like that. Um, and I got to admit, it kind of sucked me in a little bit. Um, it's, it's one, it's just basically like an idle clicker game, but instead of the ease of like a menu where you just tap on things, you like walk around this world and there's like conveyor belts that spit out cookie dough and you go through the process of baking them to make more money to buy better cookie dough. Um, so we've, we've played that together some over the weekend. We, I've, I've prestiged him three times. Um, so, you know, you're just clicking. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I don't, He's very impressed. Cameron, you have you have like tasted. I know th- that's like my uh, guilty pleasure. I think is a little game like that. Like download an idle game, play it for a couple hours, delete it. Okay, just there's something fun. It's you know you watch the numbers go up, and now I got to watch the numbers go up with my son. Okay, we formed a bond so that he may never one day run away with his girlfriend to get married. Oh, too bad. That's pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, since you bring up the episode and your <laughs> wonderful segues of a way, uh-huh. um, I was thinking about this episode before we got on. I was like, what are the things I really want to talk about? And there are like themes and ideas, but I don't think I could tell you, like, I, I think if you gave me a line right and we were like, plot out the scenes of this episode, uh-huh. I have no clue. I was thinking that too, as I was watching it, I'm just like, moment to moment, I just can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the first episode is all telling one story with like one quick diversion. Mm-hmm. 
And then the second one is telling two stories, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't care for any of them. Maybe. And, I mean, ultimately, the Cory and Topanga of it all doesn't go anywhere. No. Like, we end in the same place we started, more or less. Yeah-ish. Um, without any real progress to them or their characters. And everyone just kind of looks bad um, by the end. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know that we will be talking about this episode quite as sequentially as we might have others. Mm-hmm. Um, just because for whatever reason, the the things that happen and like the themes and the big moments stick out to me. But like the moment to moment, I'm just like, I don't know that I can plot it out. Like watching it an hour later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm not sure. I know it starts where the last season ended. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Yeah, that's that's about it. And then it ends where. The rest of the season continues. I get well. It actually ends on the monkey bars. So it ends uh-huh. where Starry Night ended. Yeah, it's uh, it's an episode. It's an episode of Boy Meets World. Two it's of them true. actually. A um, double double episode. I did decide when we were doing the tournament that we have to write each episode individually. I mm-hmm. need it for the tournament. Yeah, it's the rules that we've made for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a true two-parter, like it cannot exist without the other, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, did we do that with Long Walk to Pittsburgh? I think we did. But that was, like, actually part one and part two. Um, this one, actually, quite a bit changes in between the episodes, which is something I kind of want to talk about. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, which you wouldn't think it would, but... So we are covering... Um, uh, First is his answer. And 602, mm-hmm. his answer, and then her answer. Um, where the second one is totally spoiled by... The description on Disney Plus. Uh-huh, it really is. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Topanga says no. <laughs> Thanks, Disney Plus. Yeah, um, good job really... here, guys. You're like, well, HBO Max is really screwing the pooch, so we can kind of let our let our guard down a little. I guess so. Um, but yeah, they they were not shy about just like a blatant like spoiler. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we all knew it was coming. I guess people are afraid of cliffhangers. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but Cameron, why don't you give us the synopsis, the synopsis and we'll do our best. Do you want me to just synopsize the first one? No, let's synopsize the whole thing. Okay. Um, so we start, it's graduation day where Topanga has just asked Corey to marry her. Um, he says, yes, they, he's hesitant to tell his parents. They say they're not going to tell anybody. He obviously talks to Sean about it. She obviously talks to Angela about it. Um, they don't want to tell his parents. His parents find out, and mm-hmm. nobody's really supportive of them doing this. Like for the most part, Corey Topanga decided to run off and elope, and also they uh, <laughs> Sean decides to go to college. Eric and Jack kick him out of the apartment so that their fine new neighbor can move in with them. Rachel, we get introduced to Rachel. Second part, um, Corey and Topanga are eloping. Topanga can't go through with the wedding. Corey is mad. Corey is mad. They come back. Corey's mom is mad. Um, Eric and Jack fight over Rachel. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. It really is. That's about it. Um, End of episode. Shortest one ever. Yay. Bye, everybody. (laughs) So long, world. Follow us on BG World Fever. Um, We were going to, as is our tradition, um, have Drew Davenport on. 
Um, but we really felt like this connected to the last episode just a little too much. And wa- having him watch three episodes um, is just a big ask for us. Also, he doesn't really care for Corey too much. Mm-hmm. This was that would be this would be a doozy. Well, mm, you know, Corey surprised me a few times in this episode. Um, I, I I think this was as close to good Corey as we've gotten for a while. We'll, we'll talk about it. maybe maybe. maybe. Um, yeah, I, I'm I. I I don't hate Corey in this episode like I do on change things change and mm-hmm. graduation. He's a lot better than that. He's a lot better. Um, I and I don't think he's better this season, but I was maybe we'll be maybe wrong. Maybe it was just my shock, but I was barely surprised by how much I could stomach Corey in this episode. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I think I'll it's give weird. You your personal opinion. You can have your personal opinion. Thanks. Um, I mean, right down to his like his shock in this very first scene of like Topanga asking him and he's like, did, did I just ask you to marry me? And she's like, no, I asked you. <laughs> he's like, it's the nineties. What's done is done. Yeah. He's very cool about it. Very accepting about it. Um, uh-huh. And then his whole, like in the next scene, his desire to keep it like quiet, but he can't. So he like goes off on Feeney. I found very delightful. <laughs> that was very funny. Just his neuroses coming across in a good way. Like in a comedic and not just like, okay, Corey, that's enough. Yeah. And even, even the parts later on that we'll talk about where, and we'll get there, but where you talk about like maybe Corey not being so pleasant, Mm -hmm. like I kind of get it. And it's not played for like insufferability. Yeah. He's, he's frustrated. Yeah. And like understandably frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And you know, he, even in that scene, we'll just, we'll just talk about it um, because who needs an order? Um, but even in that scene where he's like being mad at Topanga and you'd think like, Oh, this is it. He's being mad at Topanga for making a choice. Mm-hmm. She's like, How are you gonna be bad at me? He's like, Ten minutes. <laughs> just just give me ten minutes. Yeah. It's like actually I get that. Sometimes uh-huh. you just need to vent for ten minutes. I don't know. <laughs> That's good self care. And then I'm gonna move on. <laughs> um and then she he snaps at her one more time and then she then he's like, You were right. I was wrong. It's like, okay, cool. Moving on. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was all very like believable to me. Um, so I was, I was very ready to hate Corey in this episode, these two episodes. Um, and I didn't, that's weird. <laughs> things, things change. Things happen. Uh, so we kind of did the first scene already. Mm-hmm. Um, or she yeah. proposes. And she proposes. Like, it starts off in their cap and gowns. The only people left. In kind of the stands where the last season ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, she she asks him, and he does the whole what thing, and um, then she's she's like, "Do you want me to take it back?" And he's like, "No, no, what's done is done." She's like, "So," and he's like, "I don't know." And then she gives him a big kiss, and he says, "Yes." Which, uh-huh. He's like, "I'm not going to give you an answer." And then she yeah, she kisses him, and he's just like, "Well, what, what am I supposed to say now?" Yeah, something along yeah, those lines. So they then are like they're in the hallway. There's other people that have just graduated that are coming around um, and they're talking like, okay, like, so we're doing this. And Topanga's like, should we tell, like, talk to your parents? And Corey's like, let's not. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not, not tell talk. anyone ever. Yeah, we're never going to tell anyone. And then, as this show loves to do, Topanga's like, it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah, because their secret marriage worked out so great for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Feeney's like, congratulations. And of course, like, how do you know? What do you know? How do you know? Who told you? It's like, of course you know. Yeah, um, is trying to reassure him. He's talking about us graduating. He's like, oh, Feeney knows. He's like, what else would, what else would I be congratulating you about? Anything else? And Feeney's like, okay, I know. He's <laughs> like, and you better not tell anyone. Um... So they decide they're not telling anyone. Cut to Topanga talking it with Aunt, about it with Angela. Mm-hmm. And then Corey talking about it with Sean. Yes. Angela's very dismissive. Um, mm-hmm. like, But she's being very honest, which I appreciate. Yeah, I feel like she's being realistic about it. Like, you guys are way too young like mm-hmm. to be doing this. Like, She's kind of being the voice of reason. Corey knocks on Sean's door and Sean opens and he's like, so Topanga asked you to marry her. And he's, he's like, like Feeney told me. <laughs> he's like, no, I was sitting right next to you. Um, yeah, he's he like, I'm gonna rip Feeney in half, rip him apart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they discuss the whole thing. But the only thing that really come out of this is one, Sean is supportive because they've been married forever anyway. So why not just make it official? Mm-hmm. Like get presents. Uh, but two, if he's not ready, Sean has a new need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sean has decided. He's going to take some college classes. He's like, there's more to life than photographing naked ladies. Yeah, and this is where Jack and Eric mm-hmm. come out. Um, I don't like Eric in either of this, these episodes. Oh, really? <laughs> Nor do I like Jack. Um, I like Eric more than Jack. Yeah, neither neither come out of this one smelling like a rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the Rachel stuff. Yeah. Usually when Eric is at, the, at Matthew's house, I think he's better. Yeah, maybe a little. Don't get me wrong. I actually think their storyline is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But it may be more funny because we have... We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Not much funny on the other side. Yeah. Um, I'll say it. I'm not afraid. We'll get there. I just want to get there. Um, but yeah, so they're they're walking out and Eric hears that and he's like, there's no more to life. Except for maybe naked ladies in a really tight shirt and really tight pants. Jack tells him he needs to be supportive, so he's fake supportive. <laughs> um, and then Corey and Sean leave. Yeah, Sean's oh, just yeah. like, "I'm going to be moving out," and Eric's like, "I support that." Yeah, and but Jack's Jack like, like, "No, no. I won't have it." Um, but then what should happen? But down the hall from the witches' door uh, room, no less, mm-hmm. there's an argument. Yes, I. Why did I ever not go to Yale and came with you to Philadelphia, only for you to go to? Corpus Christi to find yourself. Yeah. She gave up a scholarship at Yale. She's like six four. Mm-hmm. Bright um, red hair. Our final, our final main cast member. Mm-hmm. Um, who I think is in more episodes than like Turner. She's um, crazy. Yeah. A tragic late in the game. Our final main cast member. And honestly, in this episode, a very welcome one. Um, because not necessarily for what she does to two characters, but her herself is quite helpful. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, Maitland, Madeline, something. Maitland Ward. Ward. Mm-hmm. Maitland Ward. Rachel, um, tall now, girl. We're just gonna get it out of the way. Yes, Maitland Ward for the last few years has done pornography. We have seen the headlines a million times about that. There is a Bloomingfield cast member that does pornography now. We get it. It has no bearing on this show. Mm-hmm. No bearing on what we're doing. So I'm gonna gonna just bring it up here. Yeah, and I'm gonna drop it. Yeah, it's over. It's done. Um, I'm just gonna drop it because I'm excited that Rachel's here. Um, I think she's very good in these episodes. I don't think like you might be thinking, oh, 
Chance is going to uh, want her to be MVP because he's saying she's good. No, I actually don't think she's MVP material, but... No, she's really not. Floofy is MVP. <laughs> Floofy, yes, exactly. Um, but I do find her very delightful in the scenes that she's in. Um, she leaves cursing her boyfriend's name, saying she has nowhere to go. So the boys decide something. We don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. And then something else happens. Uh, they go to Corey's living room with Sean and Angela. Not living room, uh, kitchen. No, this can't be happening because I feel like they come back and Sean finds out he's being thrown out. Like it's a pretty quick turnaround because mm-hmm. when they're at the at the house talking about how well, they should or shouldn't get married, that's when Eric walks in and says his new roommate is fine. Yeah. So I think right. it's a quick turnaround where they're just throwing all of Sean's stuff out in the hallway. Yeah. Does Sean come immediately back? Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's like a scene changed and he finds all his stuff in the hall. Hmm. Strange. <laughs> and then he's like, so- what are you doing? You can't throw me out. Like, I, want, I need to meet this guy. We need to have a talk. And then Rachel comes out, and then you just see Sean being thrown out the door. Yeah, well, this scene is very funny. It's probably the most funny scene in the two episodes. But he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not out for here for two months. Like, I'm just going to have to tell this guy he's got to wait until I'm ready to go. And then uh, Rachel comes out in a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her, looks at them. He's like, here, let me let me help you throw my stuff out. <laughs> and everyone's just like they get it everyone's just uh-huh. they're, okay they're on board. you know you know it's fine and then sean's like, and then sean's like well i guess it was great living together and then toss him out too mm-hmm. on all of his stuff. stuff um and if that goes straight into the matthew's living room that's odd but it does i really feel like it does um because he left with Corey already now he's going to this place with her with him it just makes more sense but well, when has making sense ever been the strong point of this show mm-hmm. that's true we well we get um we get, we get that the four lovebirds have just been to dinner um because Corey and topanga talk about sean winking at topanga and uh, angela shooting dirty looks at Corey. Mm-hmm. and but they both swear they haven't told and then they walk in um and oh, oh, Sean has told his parents that they might be roommates. And right. They're elated about. That. Yeah, he's like, Sean told us the big news. Mm-hmm. You told him to me. He's like, you told. Yeah, and then Sean and Angela realize they were both told. Um, and then proceeds a really strange argument to me. Um, there's apparently a dog in this room with me. Mm-hmm. I heard it. Is that the tinkling of bells? Hello, Waldo. patter of reindeer feet on the roof. You dropped in here with me. Where are you? The official dog of Boy Meets World Fever. Uh, his name is Waldo. I will post a picture of him. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. Um, he's making noise. Anyway, uh, so they have a very strange argument to me. Everyone's like, "Have you thought this through? Have you like, do you know how hard this is going to be?" And okay, I've been on the side of marriage for three, four months. Mm-hmm. So marriage is hard. I get it. I do. But why is this harder than any other time when they get married? I mean, granted, do I think they're too young to get married because they don't know who they really are? Yes. But they're talking about how, like, difficult it's going to be. And I'm assuming what they mean is when you are married, you'll be cut off from all, like, financial help. But why? Mm -hmm. That's a point that they seem to make over and over again of just, like, once you're married, you're on your own. Tough. It's it's just like, that's that's not the way that it works. Or at least should work. I mean, shouldn't yeah. Married. I mean, your family's still your family, and like your community's still your community, and your relationship to them and their support of you shouldn't change. 
Yeah, if you're going to support your kid through college, why wouldn't you support your kid through college when they're married? I don't... Yeah. Where's the logic in that? Like, and honestly, married kids, I mean, married 18-year-olds who are in college, while it's not a thing I support because, again, you change so much. Like, the change from 18 to 20 is super drastic. And then the change from 18 to 25 is amazingly drastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know who I was back then. Yeah. Um... So it's like not something I support on that end, but like on a financial end, like suddenly two different households are one household. Like they've got two different sets of parents supporting one household. There's lots of grants and scholarships for married couples going to college. Like I just don't see where's the where's the downside? Where's mm-hmm. the And Alan's all like, You gotta make sacrifices. And Amy's like, What sacrifices did you ever make? Yeah. So I think this is important to note. Alan is very against it, and Amy is very silent, but she is, like, she's not silent when Alan says something stupid about his own marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Like, he's the one who's really against it. And I think that's important to note right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially going into the second episode. But yeah, we have Angela against it, Alan against it, Amy is quiet kind about it. Sean is pro. Basically, all the A names are like, no, or neutral. Um, everybody else is like, yeah, this is what we want to do. Yeah. And Eric comes in talking about how he's got to find new roommate. Um, and then he's like, can I be the voice of reason? And everyone laughs. He laughs. Yeah. And this gets Angela to argue with Sean mm-hmm. and Amy to argue with Alan. And the two of them are just like, well, let's get out of here. Yeah, because Sean's even like, well, they're mad. They're we're not madly in love like they are. And Angela's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and she's yelling about how they're too young and they don't know know themselves well enough. And she's talking a lot of sense, is what she's doing. Yeah, I mean, if if you ask me whose point I agree with the most, it's Angela. But if you <laughs> ask me, like, I'm still gonna argue, like, they're gonna get married. Let them get married right away. Like, there's more benefit to it yeah. than there is not, unless you have some weird self-imposed rule that you're not allowed like i'm not allowed to support you anymore after you get married yeah like marriage is the final step into adulthood and i can't love you anymore yeah i can't sorry the things that you were going to get for me in college you're not getting them if you're married what Mm -hmm. what is that yeah and why is that not um discussed up front we'll get to that in the next season actually Mm -hmm. because we have plenty to say about it yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll revisit this whole idea of like, well, you're married, you're on your own now. It's like, mm-hmm. why? Is that? Um, yeah, so they have this argument. Topanga and Corey leave, and um, then they all realize that they drove them to it. That uh, I don't know. Everyone just has this kind of coming to realization moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're talking with Feeny about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of like, oh, ever since they were in first grade, because I guess Feeny was their first grade teacher too. Yeah, we're just taking off all pretenses. Yeah, this is the new, this is the <laughs> new revelation. Feeney does it all, first grade to twelfth grade at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one-room schoolhouse situation. <laughs> yeah, that that one class of John Adams Elementary or whatever it was. Yeah, like, it's, it's a thing where you'll you know you'll roll up with your students, and Feeney mm-hmm. was just like, "This is great. I'm just going to keep doing it." Especially as evidenced by the way he really seemed to love being Corey's teacher in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. 
He was like, this is fun, and I really like you, Corey, and you're a great person to be around. Maybe at that point he was getting really fed up with Corey, but at this point he has Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Corey, my my favorite boy. You know, if we didn't know the truth about her, and we know the truth, mm-hmm. time displaced, Corey come to save Sean from a terrible life and joining a cult so that the, the future he comes from that's a disaster because Corey and Sean were never friends is averted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's the truth about Turner. It's indisputable. I mean, how many times are we going to have to say it? Um, it's right there. It's, I wouldn't even call it subtext. I'd call it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Minkus is the secret hero of the show. Uh, if, if we didn't know all of that to be true, I think Turner got a little jealous. Or, I mean, uh, Feeney got a little jealous that Turner was taking his time away from, from Corey and co. And fired him. Oh, I was going to say offed him, but okay. Oh, you know, literally offed him or, you know, corporately offed him. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Stockholm Syndrome can do crazy things. You can start getting jealous of your own captor. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Throwing that out there, but we know the truth about Turner, so we don't have to. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We know Mr. Feeney did not uh, kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that um, they're they've been dating since they were two. Um, I think this is hyperbole. It's fine. Yeah, it's kind of what you do. Yeah. Um, because we know they've been dating since they were four. I believe. four yeah. was the monkey bars. It just keeps changing. Uh, no, at Cameron, it does not keep changing. Uh, yeah, well, they just keep the the story, the lore keeps getting deeper. Mm-hmm. There you go. More there rich, go. more rich lore. Yeah, we know that there was a monkey bars incident um, where they they fell in love, and there was a sandbox incident where he kissed her and told her she had a cute tush. Mm-hmm. I believe both of these are four year old. And then we see a scene where there's a scientist named I'm blanking on his name. The joke doesn't work. I can't remember his name. The scientist from Xenoblade and Xenoblade 2. Oh, yes. Well, there's there's like three scientists. But, okay. well, yes, but there's the main one, the blonde one. Well, So there's the leader of it who becomes the architect. What's mm-hmm. his name? Al, Algus? Something like that? I'm not sure. It was a normal he, name. It's unimportant. It was a bad joke that like okay. three people would have appreciated and we're two of them. Yes. I, you know, it is very um kind of you to attribute another xenoblade player to our podcast if you were out there and you were as into xenoblade chronicles as we are let us know we want to we want to talk to you <laughs> we want to talk to you. invite you on the show please talk to us <laughs> um this is a weird venn diagram that only we we, we really have, have. and um honestly we're surprised all of you are still here mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't i don't know if there's anything more to say about that that crew at home there. Mm-hmm. I did like how Angela, they were all saying like, you know, maybe I was to this or I was to that. And Angela's just, Angela's just like, I said all the right things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't expect yeah. me to apologize because I did everything right. Does anything more happen with Rachel in this episode? I don't think so. Right. Um. Oh, she wrestles Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric is just like, she's at home with Jack right now. They could be, like connecting, they could be. He could be wooing her, mm-hmm. and so he runs out. Which this scene when they're at the apartment and she's like, "Oh, I couldn't wrestle you. I'm a girl." And then she puts him on his back and she's like, "But I'm a big girl." And um, then he comes in and they scream. This is a scene that I'm glad is in here because I think again, I think Rachel's pretty funny in it, like with the whole like, you know, I can hear you, right? Mm-hmm. The wrestling thing. But Jack and Eric are pretty disgusting. Yeah, they're like, they're both terrible. 
like disgusting in a way that I just do not like. Um, laughing at each other and uh, yeah, it's yeah, not this, it's not good. Is this where they have the conversation where she's just like, "You two saved me. We're gonna be like, just we're like just girlfriends. gonna just like girlfriends." And then he's like, "Girlfriends, if I understand, sleep together, bathe together, and see each other naked." And Jack's like, "We already do that." Yes. Um, what's going on now? Yeah. What? <laughs> Uh, huh? Excuse? What? Come again, Jack? Yeah, and even Eric's like, yeah, we do. So was the fanfic shipping culture already at that level? <laughs> Were they trying to feed that culture? Or is there just some, cra- like, some crazy stuff happens in this apartment at the end of the next episode? And I did find myself ask at one point, has the apartment become a hell dimension? <laughs> How has it become a hell dimension exactly? Uh they eat the bird. Oh, right. They do eat the bird. I, I guess I uh, blocked block that out. Something <laughs> terrible is happening in that apartment. And it becomes the center of much controversy. Controversy I, throughout this show. I have no idea what's going on in this apartment right now. I don't know why they're randomly eating birds. Why they're being homoerotic with one another. Not that that's wrong. They just have never shown. Yeah, it's never been there before. This was like very early internet. So I don't know. I mean, I know that the Everwood, which was, I think, around this time, I know it had a very burgeoning uh, fanfic community. Mm-hmm. So maybe it existed, but I just don't feel like it was mainstream. Oh, no. In it's any not way. Mainstream now. That, that I don't feel like anybody would have picked up on something like that. Yeah, I have no idea what was going on with that line. We already do that. Uh, what? <laughs> huh? What? Um,. Again, if you want to make Jack and Eric gay, like do it. I <laughs> but, mean, signs signs are there. But if you like in the middle of this, like really, I don't know, uh, what's a heteronormative storyline about guys competing and chasing a woman? Mm-hmm. Like it's just odd. It is very odd. Didn't know what was going on with that one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Corey and Topanga are. Uh, driving and they're excited about it, but Corey's a little nervous. He skips the exit sign, but they're going to do it anyway. He just needs a second. Mm-hmm. And they and, get to the place. It's and we like, meet yeah. very funny characters. <laughs> Judge Remus, and, he, he greets him. And he's like, Yo, you're Corey. And you're with the fiance with the nutty name. Yeah. And, he, and, and she's like, Topanga. And he's like, Right, Topanga. Huh, weird. Anyway, this is my wife, Fufella. Fufluga or something like that. She's like, but everyone calls me Foofy. At first I misheard and I thought she said, but everyone calls me Poopy. I was like, this seems like a bit much here, Boy Meets World. But it's Foofy. And uh, they get ready for the the wedding ceremony. Mm -hmm. And Foofy the whole time is like, but they're so young. And he's like, and we don't say that because this is our... This is our job. This This is is our our job. income. Then the wedding begins, and they're walking up, and... Poofy's uh, playing the organ. Yep, looking back, and uh, she gets up there. They get up there, and then she comes up there to be the witness. And she's like, but they're so young. And he's like, why don't we just give them their money back? That would be a nice gesture. That would be a nice gesture. (laughs) Poofy! They do the the vow thing, um, and then... Corey says, I always have, so I do. And then it goes to Topanga, and she's like, I cut. Mm-hmm. End of episode. Uh, who knows what they're going to say? It's not like it's spoiled in a... In a one sentence. 
<laughs> you could have just said, let's rewrite that for them, actually. Let's punch it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Because basically, let me, I don't want to look it up on Disney+. Plus. I don't want to do all that effort. But it's basically just like, Corey says, I can't at the altar. Or not Corey, Topanga says it. Yeah, that's like all it says. And it's such an easy rewrite. Like, Corey and Topanga deal with the fallout of their decision. Mm-hmm. Done. Yes. The Matthews family and friends react to Corey and Topanga's decision. Anything. But yeah. Topanga says, I can't at the altar. What did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? The, we, we can do that here because mm-hmm. this is a rewatch podcast. So presumably you've either listened or you don't care about spoilers. Or you've yeah. watched. You've watched the show or you don't care. Yeah, ideally you have watched the show. I don't. We, we aren't doing this in such a way you can sync it up with the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we could. <laughs> Maybe we could. We People could release some uh, like some commentary tracks. Yeah, and hit start now. Like a okay, mystery science so, theater uh, three thousand sort of thing. Oh, that would be such a mess. My my TV would skip the intro automatically. Yours would play it. It would just be a whole. Mm-hmm. We'd have to do it together. It would. We would. Maybe we'll do that for an episode. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Be fun. Probably not. Let's be real. That's not going to happen. Some Boy Meets World rift tracks. If we do, it won't just be us. Yeah. Maybe We're not we'll funny. Visit Alden and Tanya or something. Mm-hmm. Whenever we go on a road trip to Virginia. Well, yeah. We'll go visit Alden and Tanya and then we'll uh, record some rift tracks with them or something. Yeah. It'll be a good time. But anyway, the episode starts <laughs> where the previous one left off mm-hmm. with Topanga saying, I. And then Corey goes, do do we got i we're looking for do and then the judge and floofy they all together like do do i do and Topanga's like this is the strangest thing i can't i'm sorry Corey. i'm sorry judge i'm sorry floofy and she walks out <laughs> and Corey's like you know the strange thing she asked me what what and then um they have a very funny scene in the car driving driving home um like like i said i was fully ready to dislike Corey here um because he is a little snappy mm-hmm. you know i don't care for snappy Corey, but he does it a few times and then she's like how long are you going to be mad 10 minutes i'm like okay yeah. you know that's fair um and then we yeah, cut she's even like oh she's like i wanted your parents to be there and i oh. wanted like you know these things i wanted to wear white and he's like well the rate we're going to be white snow white the burning white of a thousand sun. <laughs> the burning white. Oh, we did miss in the last episode. Um, one thing I have always remembered, um, and I've always said as a joke, is Eric's a hot, hot, hottie, hot, hottie, hottie, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually <laughs> hot, this episode. Hot, Never hot, mind. Hottie, hottie, hot, hot for a roommate. Yeah, she's making them breakfast. Um, they come yeah. out with their sweaters over their shoulders. Yeah, let's just let's just get this over. Okay, um, I'm fine with that. They come out of the their bedrooms and they are in boxers and messed up hair. They see that uh, Rachel is in the li- r- living room cooking, so they run back in and run back out with like perfect hair and like in some kind of preppy style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's thanking them for taking her in by making them breakfast, um, and they kind of talk and agree to not like go after her. A gentleman's yeah. agreement, as it were. She she says, uh, "I." I know it takes a while. I'm not a big bathroom hog, but I really like to start my day with a bubble bath. And he's like, you must take a She's like, why? Why do you say that? He's like, why do I say that? Yeah. And Jack's like, well, because it shows you're comfortable here. Mm-hmm. We want you to be I'm comfortable. So glad, I, glad I found you. She runs up to the bathroom and the boys are like, dude, 
I love you. He's like, don't even, man. I'm the one that loves you. Yeah, they're like, we we're not. We need to make a safe environment for her, mm-hmm. like a place where she feels safe, where she's comfortable, not us like chasing after her because that's not great. I think that's actually the next. Time. No, I really feel that it's this time because then she's like, hey, can someone show me how the bathtub stopper works? I'm having some trouble. Well, but and that's I don't think they talk about the safe environment. They're just like. We did it. We got a hot roommate. And then they tell each other how much they love her. And then they hug each other. They're hugging each other from the, like, I love you, man. And then she says, uh, can someone sh- show me how to work the stopper in the bathtub? And then Eric, yes, and Eric just Jack. punches Jack. He just like all soft and punches him in the face. Yeah. But then Jack tackles him and uh-huh, tackles him to the couch and Eric grabs onto his leg. Yeah. They aren't that, they aren't that, uh, world weary quite yet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even when they're like, we need this to be like a safe place for her. I feel like they said. I feel like right face, after that they're gross. They, huh? I feel like right after that they're gross. So. Oh no! I think they are. They are gross right after that, but it's because Rachel's like, "I could have fallen for either one of you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Like, oh, oh, why? Yeah. Then they're both in the Matthews kitchen, but that's not really important. And then they're both back at the apartment, and Jack is wrapping a book mm-hmm. in gift and, wrap. Erica's like, what are you doing? Like, we agreed. Like, we wouldn't be doing these things. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And then and he, he brings in a bird. <laughs> he has a bird cage with a red bird in it. And he's like, and he's like, hey, your book, your book is stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric, Eric is like, you're trying to get her to like you more than she likes me. That's rude. What about all that? I love you, man. Stuff we did. Mm-hmm. Um, Just and that's when he brings in the bird. He's like. What about the bird? He's like, ha, your book is stupid. <laughs> um, it's a bird. Birds are better than books. That's not uh, true. Books are yeah, far better than birds. I don't, I don't really want a bird. Um, I'd much rather be given a book than a bird. Yeah, no joke. And then even Rachel if I comes, don't like the book, I don't have to take care of it. Either. Yeah, no joke. And they're loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she comes in and Eric's like, hey, Rachel, I got you this bird. It's red like your hair. It's like, oh, thank you. And Jack's like, and I, I got you this book. She's like, you guys got me presents? And then she runs off. And then that, that's when this they is when they have that conversation about being a safe place. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. They're like, and we're just going after her like she's some kind of trophy. That's not what she needs. What she needs is a couple of roommates and a couple of friends. Yeah. And if it had just ended right there, that'd have been perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the scene ends with Eric going, Can we eat this? Which again was just like, What's happening? Mm hmm. Yeah, but she comes back and she's got a suitcase and they're like, you can't leave. Like, we can't mm-hmm. let you leave. And then they like explain everything. Yeah, it, and then it's she's a big central, like, you're leaving because of the sexual tension that we have created in this space. Yeah, and she's uh, just like, I'm really glad you guys said that because um, I could honestly see myself falling for either one of you, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. We need to keep this strictly platonic mm-hmm. and, and all that. They're both like gassed no. face. Like, no. We guessed wrong. But it was all, the suitcase was just all mementos from her boyfriend that she was going to go burn. Mm-hmm. I guess their yeah. building just has an incinerator. I feel like that, it's at least a thing in TV shows. I'm not sure how real. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, she, she leaves and then they're talking about learning a valuable lesson and then ding. And Eric's like, the bird's done. Bird's done. <laughs> they're eat, just eating it. <laughs> he opens it like, and like smoke comes out. This to me is like, um, what were those videos? Um, don't hug me, I'm scared, or something like that. Do you remember those? I don't think so. 
it's like it starts like a happy video about counting and then it like kind of goes off the rails in a in a really strange way for a second and then it's back to happy about counting mm-hmm. that's what it felt when they did the whole bird thing i was like are they are they being forced by some outside force to be crazy? What's happening? Yeah, that, that seems deeply unsettling to me. Just the, the thing you described. I don't yeah, like no, it. it. Is. It's it's deeply unsettling. I think it was called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. There were like videos in the like late aughts, early 2010s. YouTube stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll just have to um, avoid those. That sounds terrible. They're, they're like pretty famous now for like really deep lore in like the terror. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I want to Google it, but I also don't want to Google it. I'm going to Google it hesitantly. Yeah. Don't hug me. I'm scared. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Puppets? Yeah. I'm going to go to the Wikipedia because Wikipedia is usually pretty um, chill. Um, six episodes released July 2011 to June 2016. Live action puppetry, traditional animation, flash animation, and claymation. Um, parody of children's and satirizes the children's show and satirizes TV children's programs, childlike colorful environments against disturbing themes as a surreal plot twist in the climax, including psychedelic content involving graphic violence, dark humor, and existential and psychological horror. No thanks. Uh, I'm trying to remember how the first one goes. It's like, it's like a video about knowing your colors and then it just like slowly devolved. Mm-hmm. That's certainly how it seems to be. Um, but they were a big thing, and I felt fairly similar to that here. It's like, oh, it's all normal, and we're doing things. And I'm like, let's eat this bird. What? Uh-huh. What? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Was it playing? Oh, no. I was just talking about the bird. Yeah, don't eat the bird. I don't know. That and the other comment. I was like, are they in some kind of, like, is, is, is Rachel a hell lord? Is she making this a hell dimension? What's happening? I don't know, because things do get pretty wild in that apartment from here on out. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see if the apartment becomes the first. We're gonna have to track it because it's it's. She's coming from the witch apartment. It's you know you're not wrong. This could just be another another plot. Mm-hmm. Is there really a boyfriend in there? We never I don't see know. Him. We never see him. Um, is man, just anyway. Millie in there. Is is Rachel Millie? Is Rachel Millie? Ooh, that's a good question. These are things I, like- I you know. At this point, I'm not gonna say that she is, but I am not gonna rule it out. I'm going to keep it in my back pocket. I'm not going to talk about it all the time. But if it ever pops up, we're ready. Yeah, we'll totally be ready. Um, I, I, maybe maybe Rachel's Millie's boss. Ooh, Rachel, twist. Rachel that's is the, a lot more successful than Millie ever was. That's the existential and psychological horror twist. Just like, don't hug me, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, that's really the end of that. I don't, is there anything else to say about... no. There really isn't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, but I think um, for a final main cast member, Maitland Ward is great. Yeah, Um, he's fine. They really only weirdly insert her into two scenes of the opening, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah, she is just in a couple. I noticed Angela's only in a couple, too. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of add them in here. And I'll have to go back and look. I don't know if Angela was in any last season. No, she wasn't. It was just the sick, the, the normal five, I guess. But I, it's also kind of weird because I'm thinking about it, and I, well, I'll have to watch again on the next episode we watch. Because you look at the end, you know, when they're walking down, mm-hmm. it's like, and there's like Corey, Topanga, and Sean, and then it was 
Jack and Eric behind, and Rachel's with Jack and Eric, but I don't know if Angela's in that group in yeah, that final I, little shot. Now that you mention it, it should be seven people, and I only count six. Yeah, I only really remember six. Yeah, um, if I don't think the parents are in that opening at all anymore, and I don't think Feeney's in it either. They never were. Were they never? Well, well they in like early seasons. They were in season one, obviously. No, I, I'm talking about the specific opening. No, the the hanging out in the street. They were never in it. It was no, always I just they the kids. were for like a scene or two. No, never. Um, not even once. So we're not even pretending they have any part in this show anymore. Yeah, get them out of here. They're antagonists. We'll examine the openings a little more closely and get back to you. Um, yeah, so they're mad in the car. Corey finally sort of lets it go. This is the point. I sent you a picture where I'd like pause it because my son needed something. And it's just like Topanga is like halfway into a smile. And it's just like not a great look. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah I'll have to post it. But but Corey really does tell Topanga she's right and tells her to tells her he's, he's let it go. I mean. Mm-hmm. Very big growth for him. Yeah. To be able he's to do like, that. He's like, you were right, and you should get the kind of wedding. Um, then they get home, and he's like, they're not going to be happy. They walk in, and... They are throwing a party for them. They decided they needed to be supportive. Yeah. Is this the most famous scene in all of Boy Meets World? I don't know. I feel like the Lauren kissing Corey at the ski lodge might be more famous. I guess that might be true. Do you mean, like, the why couldn't you have gone to Yale? Well, just this whole scene, like, from the very, like, we should tell him, don't. No, not right now. They're talking about me. Um, to Sean saying like, oh, and I want to hear all about your night, um, mm-hmm. but just not in front of your parents. And then um, then ending with the with the mother speech. Like, I feel like I could like do it all from memory. See, I don't I don't I don't think so. Because even as I was watching these two episodes, I'm like, I know these are there. But these aren't episodes that I think about a ton. Uh, not necessarily episodes. I'm just saying the scene. Like yeah, I but I think even the scene, scene for, for me at least. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the weird one. Maybe I just feel like it's parodied so often. Like I mean, mostly the "Why couldn't you have gone to Yale?" part <laughs> uh, is parodied the most often. But like I don't know. Oh, and we missed a scene where they talk about how they need to accept this and they need to accept Corey and Topanga at 3 a.m. And the whole joke is they're all up at 3 a.m. and only weirdos are up at 10. Mm-hmm. Feeney's uh, even like, you know, when a person makes a conscious decision to do something different, you need to support them. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, talking about Corey and Topanga. He's like, no, I'm talking about me. And, and retiring. Away party. Yeah, there's going to be a going away party. <laughs> um but they do not. They threw, throw Corey and Topanga a party. Uh, is this when Eric is like, you're still like going on about that? Like, why are you still going away? Yeah, well, so he's like, Eric, when someone makes a conscious decision to uh, to do a, make a great change in their life, you should support them. And he's like, oh, you had me at Eric, man. And then he hugs him. And then they do their whole like, oh, it's about Corey and Topanga. And he's like, no, it's about me. And a going away party. And he's like... You're still going away? Stop playing with my emotions, Feeney. And then Feeney grabs him and he's like, this is the reason I can't sell my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we missed that scene. There's not much that happens. Other than that, this is the reason I can't sell my house. Mm-hmm. Um, they get there and they're making speeches about how happy they are not letting uh, Corey and uh, Topanga say anything. Corey tries and Feeney's like, oh. It's our turn to talk. You've done quite enough. Quite enough this evening. <laughs> jab, so jab. Is, uh, 
he is basically saying, you students of mine, you had sex. <laughs> and you know you did. And I know you did. Wink. So that's un- inappropriate, but okay. Um, and then, you know, everyone says their their speeches and they're all very nice. And then it gets to Amy. And like, seriously, I think I can do this whole thing from memory. Let me try. Just because I, I know it so well. I guess it's the mother's turn. I have uh, watched these two grow up for 18 years. Boy, have I. Um, I just, I can't do this. This is a mistake. And I do not support it. I'm sorry. Why couldn't you have just gone? <laughs> Betsy Randall, is that you? I, I feel like of all of the scenes that we have seen in this entire show, like this stands out to me. And, and one of these is very just a me thing, but Jasmine, Jasmine Fontana, if it isn't, it should be. Um, that's one that stands out to me that I can just mm-hmm. like pull up in perfect recollection. The That farmhouse there scene. Um, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys, not so much. It's more than just that line. I'm talking about like the whole scene. Like I can see uh-huh. what people are wearing and I can see like, um, I can see like the actors. I can see the facial expressions. I just know these scenes inside and out. Um, I think the Lauren kiss scene is one of them. The, the conversation they have the, with the two, but this was just like so visceral to me. Like, Oh, I've seen this scene a million times. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I, again, I don't know if that's your, just your take on it or if it's just the general consensus. I'm sure our listeners can let us know um, if, if this is the one that stands out to them as like a kind of like a major scene in the show. Yeah. And there, there are lines that stick out to me. Um, a big booger. Uh, I've been up since six o'clock. I haven't been up since six o'clock. There are lines that stick out to me in the show, but there's only like maybe a handful of scenes that like, I can see like what they're saying. I can see what they're wearing. Like, I can just, like, go back there. Mm-hmm. Like in VR. You're in the scene. Um, and this this one is one of them. Um, yeah, but the mom gives this speech, and then Corey, again, I think does a great job of, like, hey, even if this was how you felt, this isn't how you had to treat her, and you're doing it with incomplete information. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get married because she wanted you to be there. Because oh, okay. Topanga leaves, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's, like, she I'm gonna go. kind of runs off and then he storms out after. Um, it's really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, it feels real, but I just, and I feel like the kind of aftermath of it with Amy, I don't like for Amy. Like, I feel like her just being like, I don't support it. But then it being like, my little boy, Topanga is going to replace me. Yeah, which I, don't, I think I don't is like a real it. thing that certain mothers do feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've heard it before. I've heard it before, but my thing is I don't like the quick, the, the weird chain. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Amy now the one against this? She's been gung-ho about it the whole time. And I guess there's something maybe worse about it being real. Because mm-hmm. Amy believes in love. <laughs> we know this. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like the writers turn on like a like a Amy villain mode because they mm-hmm. don't want anyone else to be the villain. Yeah. Um when I feel like Alan was much more set up to be the villain. Yeah, he gets made the villain a lot too. Yeah, but he also gets like good moments. And Amy mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah, Amy doesn't. But I feel the same way a lot about what happens here with Amy than I feel like what happens from Long Walk to Pittsburgh. It's like Amy is probably right, mm-hmm. but the show puts the villainous tone in her mouth. Yeah. Um, which isn't a big deal. Then we cut to that night 
Um, we have some scenes with Eric in them, but we've already gone over there. Mm-hmm. We've done. Then we cut to that night, and this is the scene Cameron was just talking about, how Alan and Amy talk, and it's not about, turns out it's not about Corey and Topanga getting married. It's about her being replaced in her yeah. son's life. Mm-hmm. And then does it just, does it go to the park? Well, yeah, because then we get another Eric and Jack scene, and then mm-hmm. it goes to the park. Yeah, where it all just kind of comes to a nice conclusion. Mm-hmm. Where they, like... Um, Amy talks with Topanga and she like apologizes and talks about the way that she's feeling. Um, but they do want to be like supportive for real. Mm-hmm. And so they, she gives Topanga her mother's engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey's just like, hold on. She asks me, she gets the, <laughs> the ring. What do I get? Mm-hmm. And, and then he goes and proposes and gives her the ring. Mm-hmm. And then um, one part I do think is funny is when, uh, Amy's like, so, like, when's the wedding? She's, he, they're like, there is no wedding. And then Amy, like, you said no to her, and like, starts slapping him, <laughs> as she should. Um, just that could solve a lot of problems through most episodes if someone would just slap Corey. Yeah, no joke. And then uh, they, the, you know, it gets to this point, and they're like, well, when's the wedding? They're like, when we're ready. And when we're ready, you'll be the first to know. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of takes away all of the uh, consequence and all of the stakes out of the entire ep- two episodes. <laughs> yeah, a little. But uh, yeah, it, I guess it just kind of sets up like, oh, we left it on this big cliffhanger. We kind of resolved it, but we're continuing with like our normal status quo for the most yeah. part. Like we're not changing anything for the for big. We already have enough changes with going to college. Yeah, and I feel like the change is like, in college, the expectation is we're building up to a wedding. There is no more will there, won't they? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, that's what the episode's saying. It's not what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, get ready. There's a wedding coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't tell you when. I've actually had a theory for a while that season six was supposed to end the series and that uh, there was supposed to be a wedding at the end of it and then they got renewed for another season. We'll get there. Yeah. When do we get there? Um, you heard it here first. Yeah, it's just been a thing I've thought for a while about the series. Um, season seven is very strange. Very, very. Yeah, I'd agree. I would agree with you. It really jumps the shark, as they say. Um, maybe, maybe we'll change our mind. Who knows? Maybe we still have a whole season to go before we even get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much the end of this episode. I'm just well, no. on that note. Oh, right. We go. You have the tag at the end. We get the tag at the end. They have replaced all of the congratulations newlyweds with congratulations, Feeny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the way, their drink of choice for all of this is orange juice. Maybe maybe they're like some mimosa for the adults. <laughs> maybe. Huh? I'll go with it. Sure. The, the adults are having mimosas. The kids are having orange juice. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, they're all congratulating Feeny, and then Eric stands up. Take it yeah. away. He just does... <laughs> Basically verbatim of Amy's speech from before. I've watched you educate young minds for 40 years. Boy, have I. <laughs> just like, nope, I can't support this. And he turns to Topanga. Why couldn't you have just gone to Yale? Yeah, and then he storms out. And then they bring a joke in from the last episode where Eric left um, in a hurry to go to Angela. Uh-huh. And go the to dad Rachel. got up and locked locks the, the door. door. And then he does that again as Eric storms out. And he goes and locks the door. Yeah, party on, everyone. They're oddly mean to Eric in this, these episodes, but uh-huh. they're kind of way, like when Alan's giving the toast at Corey and Topanga's thing, he's like, "Yeah, I have a lovely daughter, one great son." Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> and now I have another lovely daughter. And one okay son. Um, and then they all leave. He locks the door. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Just locks it. Yeah. So we're rating these apart. Yeah, I think we need to rate them separately. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I didn't really like either of these that much. Um, it's hard to like separate them in my mind. So I will rate them both, but I'm going to rate them both the same and just give them both a six. Okay. Just because I don't, I don't really want to watch them again. Um, I'm going to rate them fairly close um, as well. Um, I actually think there's, I, I, I think there's a lot of funny moments in the first one from the Sean getting thrown out and the, the Feeney getting yelled at by Corey um, and the foofy stuff. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7.5. Cause I think it's fine. I give it a middle C. Um, the second episode I do think suffers a lot. It suffers a lot from Jack and Eric, unfortunately. Um, it uh, suffers a lot from Jack and Eric, I think. And uh, making Amy like a shocking villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to go out and say this. I know we didn't talk about it because we talked about it last time. Topanga should go to Yale. <laughs> she should. Like, do the distance thing. If, if you can make the distance thing work, it's a lot easier to make a marriage work. Um, just because you've already done like something really hard. Um, do distance something. Go to Yale. Um, but that being said, I didn't hate this episode. I'm probably going to give it a six. Okay. I'm trying something new. I'm writing it down. You're writing it down? That's crazy. I know. We're just going to see what happens. So we have a total score for his answer of a 6.75. And for her answer, we have a 6.25. Yeah, that makes about sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I really was expecting to just like these episodes more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the standouts to me in the first episode, honestly, the standouts are Feeney and Corey. Yeah, I especially like Feeney, like the, all right, I know. Yeah, he's not in it very much. Um, I don't want to give Feeney the VIP for the second episode, mm-hmm. but I'd give it to him for the first one. Yeah, I, I like him. I also like uh, Foofy. Yeah, Foofy's pretty great. She does kind of help Topanga realize mm-hmm. what she should be doing. Yeah, they're so young. All right, Foofy it is. Foofy. Got one for Foofy. Um, but I do think that Corey should be the main character, the, the MVP of the second episode. I think he does a good, good job. I think he does too. Um, the only other you. person I would pick would be Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's close, but no cigar. Yeah, no cigar, no smoking. Smoking kills Rachel. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I like Corey in both of these episodes, which is odd for me to say. Um, high five Mike, I think has been the one who's been like, say positive things about Corey. Mm-hmm. This is your episode, dude. This is the one. Yeah. I think I would agree with you upon reflection and really just taking a step back from all my usual Corey hate that he is, he's pretty good in these episodes. Like he's reasonable, like he's sometimes understandably upset, but then moves past it quickly and doesn't hold grudges and things. Yeah. And um, I think his moment with his dad is really sweet where he's like, you stood up to me and he's like, but I was wrong. He's like, you realized that. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. then they hug it out. And it's like, Hey, um, I've always said that, you know, masculine, um, whatever that means, if you are choosing to have masculine, ver- I think it is defined by the responsibilities you take on and the responsibilities that you strive to meet. Um, and I feel like that's, a, that's kind of the moment that Corey and his dad have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, about whether you camp or shooting guns on a wilderness store. Yeah. It's about, it's about responsibility. Um, and again, we're talking about masculinity, not like manhood. You don't need to get into all that. Um, but yeah, it's complicated. Um, anyway, we, uh, 
but yeah, I think uh, Corey deserves it for the second episode. Um, first time we've gone into Corey in a long time. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Did not cut the mustard much there towards the back half of season five. I think. I think after like first five episodes of season five, we're he, had a, he had a couple though, right? Maybe I don't know what he would have gotten it for. Maybe the the see. I feel like the early episodes were all Jack and Jack That's and true. Eric. Yeah, so I have no idea. I don't remember. Well, and I we should... didn't write it down. So hold on, I did. We did write it down. Oh right, you did. I have it, and I have it texted to you. Oh yeah, that might have deleted because I my text auto delete. Uh, my my no. Every picture I've ever sent you. That's nice. Um, let's see. It is further back than I. Oh, there's that new play place here. It's fun. We went there today. Okay. Did Corey get any? We had Sean get seven. Eric got four. Angela got three. Feeney got two. Jack got two. Lauren got two. Amy got one. Nunzio got one. Minkus got one. And Hotel. Oh, no. <laughs> Corey got a big zero. Topanga also got zero. Yeah. I. I wish Topanga was more present. I wish she was more of an agent in mm-hmm. these episodes. Um, because I don't hate her in them. I don't. Yeah. She just doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Things happen around her and to her, but we never really mm-hmm. see her response to it in a, any satisfying way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I liked Corey in those episodes. I can admit it. Um, I remember bits and pieces of the next episode, and I don't think he's getting MVP, but I'm ready to be surprised. What is the next episode? Now I want to know. I believe it is the one where he signs up for quantum physics. I know who's getting the MVP for that one. Oh, I, I do. It's the quantum physics professor. I'm just calling it now, based on <laughs> what I remember from the show. All he says is blah, 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 blah. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, um, yes, that's the next episode where they're in college. I'm going to start my one-man campaign against the joke institution of Pembroke University or college or whatever the heck it's called. You're going in biased. It's time. You're going in biased. It's time. This, I'm declaring war. This is see. This is my problem with like apologetics. You're going in with your opinion preset. No, and then in you're going to look for evidence to support it. It's preset because it's correct. Uh, get out of my okay. way. I will get be on board or get run over. I am going to take a scholarly approach to Pembroke, and I'm going to take it. And as you're going to arrive to the same conclusions as me. Maybe we'll see. We'll get. But yeah, we are we're starting Pembroke next next week. Um, hopefully with a guest. Okay, um, sounds fun to me. Yeah, and we gotta get Drew on. He 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 kicks off seasons with. Him. That's true. Um, but yeah, the, these episodes were just too. They were too interconnected. Mm-hmm. Too um, much. And and I do want to throw this out there. I am not an Corey apologist. Now I went into every scene thinking, how am I going to hate Corey in this scene? Yeah, he, he surprised, surprised you. So C.S. Lewis, surprised by Corey. Surprised by Corey. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see if he can keep up surprising me. <laughs> we do need to name these episodes. That's true. Um, should they have one name or two names? Um, if anything, it could be part one and part two. No, that's what I was thinking. A part one and a part two. or um, I feel like they just go together. Even the, like his answer, her answer really go together. Mm-hmm. Boy oh, meets, meets Foofy. Foofy. Boy meets elopement. Uh, yeah. Boy meets the ramifications of spur of the moment decisions. Part one. Okay. I'm writing it down. Do it. Write it down. Um, the the episode of this podcast, because it's kind of an un, unofficial tra- uh, tradition, will be Boys Meet Rachel. It really is. I uh, We did it for the episode where Sean got his name. We did it for the first episode of Topanga. We did it for 
uh, Turner, and we did it for Angela. Mm-hmm. We got to do it for Rachel. So, boy meets ramifications of spur of the moment decisions, part one and part two. Absolutely love it. Um, that's a really fast time that we covered two episodes, but we really did. But it also was in our favor that we didn't remember all the details. I don't, I, I don't know that the details are as important to this episode, which kind of makes me feel like we really we left that much out. Yeah, um, but it's like our old days, you know, back in the day, back in the two day, once. season one and two. The COVID, the when COVID was raging the first time. Yeah, I was about to say, like from what I hear, it's kind of raging again. I think it is more contagious, but more mild for the most part. Yeah, and, well, and that's nice. what people are are saying. Like that's just like that's going to be the new normal is COVID outbreaks, and then it's more endemic than pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still never gotten it. I keep saying it. even when I did, I thought no, you did. I never did. You just I got better. sick, but I uh, I. My test came back negative three times. Oh, that's nice for you. Yeah, I got I got a little cold, but that was weeks after you got it. Um, it was weeks after my my then girlfriend, now wife, got it. Um, and I got a I got a little sick, and it was weird because I was really tired. So I thought it could have been COVID, mm-hmm. but three tests and they all came back negative. Yeah, because you were around me, and then I even drove you back from work when we you had to leave because mm-hmm. of me. But yeah, I never I've I've somehow dodged it, even though like close proximity to people who have had it i mean i was with i was with my uh again girlfriend at the time um the whole the whole time she had it pretty much never got it lucky some people have said certain blood types don't get it like negative or something i don't don't know my blood type i don't know it's a bit whose line is it anyway everything's made up but it kind of does matter (laughs) which is this is strange to me because i get the flu just about every year. Like the new flu strain, it doesn't matter if I take the shot or not. I tend to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of ready because I feel like at the start of every school year, I go from like summer mode into school mode. And it's just like, go, 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 go. And then I just end up getting sick. Um, I'm just kind of waiting, seeing what happens. You're just waiting for that sickness. Yeah, I'm ready. I don't want to get down with it, but it, I might. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have um, any, any mail? Yeah, I don't really think so. I'll take a quick look at the all of our fans the... talking about Xenoblade and how they just really loved that episode. How are you guys not talking about Blade? That's what I'm I know. getting really close to the end of chapter four. I'm assuming, and it's really good. Yeah, um, I've been mostly side questing, I'm trying to get all of the colonies up to five stars before I before I leave um, and like focus on all my end game stuff. Cause I know I've got all of the colonies I'm going to be able to get. Um, that was a quick chain attack. For mm-hmm. we, we've both been too busy to really play. Yeah, Life has just exploded with busyness. Um, our debatable uh, talked about our, our uh, drunk memes and uh, Mike agrees with our analysis of the Sean, uh, stages of five stages grief. of grief. It's a it's a solid take. You know, of all yeah. the takes that I think we've made on this show, that one makes the most sense and is the least outlandish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was intentional, but it's definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> we're right, and there's not anyone that can be wrong because we're so right. Everyone just agrees with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think you know, as odd as it is, I think that's everything. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It worked out. I'm going to play Xenoblade. I haven't played it all in several days. I know. I played last night. I was like, I'm going to sit down and play. And I'm going to have a good time. And I fell asleep in like 30 minutes. 
as I was sitting on the couch. Last night, I had lots of grand ambitions of things to do with my wife and video games to play. And I, we, we sat down on the couch for dinner, and I was like, I'm slowly falling over for everybody at home. I was like sitting on the couch, <laughs> and I like, could not keep my eyes open. I was so tired. And she's like, you're just going to go to bed, babe. Yeah. And then so he did. That, I went to bed at like 9 o'clock. Yeah, I think I fell asleep on the couch at about 9.30. I got my kids to bed. I like just was ready i'm like this is it and then yeah so teacher tired you guys mm-hmm. you just don't even know unless you're a teacher and then you know or a para yeah para you're a teacher stop separating us paras i didn't you're a teacher <laughs> we're just we don't we don't get the prestige we don't get no. the money and we don't get the uh, uh benefits right <laughs> and you get villainized by our state leadership just as much Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, oh, those people. Anyway, and there's a massive shortage that they're offering, like a thousand dollar sign up bonuses if you want to be one. Uh huh. They should offer you a thousand dollar staying bonus. Yeah. No. The, a lot of us have talked about this. I'm, I'm gonna get a little inside baseball with it. This has not been a great start of the year for anyone's morale with like what's going on in the state level and the massive teacher shortages, but like administration not really seeming to care. Mm-hmm. about teacher shortages they're like now you just have 70 kids in your class see i feel like very fortunate to be at the middle school where i am mostly because i feel mm-hmm. like not that my admin at my last school didn't care but i feel like they really really care like oh they feel like you know it's like you shouldn't your work if they say your work is your family like that's a bad sign and mm-hmm. I, they haven't said that but they're like my sixth grade principal who i like report to she's like anything with your kids like you do not miss anything with them because of this. So they have anything going on, like you go and like, well, oh, nice. like you're, and I'm just like, okay. Um, but you need that this year after last. Yeah. Last year was just a doozy. Yeah. And I'm not talking about any like administrator in particular. I'm just talking about like the state of like administrators versus teachers that mm-hmm. it's like going on all over our state right now. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, Paris that come back, you learn that everyone else is getting a thousand dollars more than they are. It just has not been a great morale start. Yeah, I hear um, you for like anyone except you. Yeah, I'm having. I'm the one person in the whole state having a good time. So I don't say that like, oh, pity me. I'm like, man, go thank your teachers. Uh-huh. Go buy and them stuff can, off of their Amazon wish list. And if you can don't, vote on these things, do. Yeah, there, there's that big thing going on between like Ryan Walters and his opponent right now. Um, for Secretary of Education of Oklahoma, they both suck. Vote for someone else. Yeah, definitely don't vote for the the other one, not Ryan Walters, at least in this part. But by the time well, this comes out, that'll be over. Well, but Ryan Walters' like direct opponent, who's also a Republican, says he's too soft on critical race theory. I, I don't know. There's this big thing going on where a lesson from Ryan Walters came out from 2020 when he was teaching um, digitally, where he says... Um, uh, uh, he was quotes a study about how black students were taught to prefer or in those studies always preferred white dolls. And when asked why they said, cause they're better. And like, that's pretty much the whole lesson that he gives. But now there's this whole thing about how he's soft on CRT and he teaches CRT in his classroom. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, it's totally ridiculous. But the, his opponent is this woman. I don't know. Her name is trashing him like crazy and calling him like a, a liberal in hiding or something. That's always Brian funny. Walters is, a trash person. Mm-hmm. Basically a raccoon in a trench coat. 
But this other woman must be three trash people. Yeah, three raccoons in a trench coat. I don't know. I was going to say cockroaches. I'm, I am not registered Republican, nor would I ever want to be. I'm just saying vote. Vote and be nice to your teachers. Mm-hmm. Agreed. There's a reason that there's a national team. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, all right. Well, that <laughs> on that good. note. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boomings World Fever. So long, world. So long, world.